Phyllis, you want to share that? Get, yeah, get your mic. Come, come right on up. The Lord uh, shared something with Phyllis. Was it early yesterday morning or whenever? Come share that. It goes right along with what we've been talking about this week. I think he'd come better through you. Well, I kind of wanted you to just share it. How about a scotch for you? I'll stand right here and go, amen. All right. <laughs> That'll be great. I, I got you back. <laughs> All right. Well, no, I just woke up yesterday morning, and the first thought that came to my mind was this sentence. Uh, faith is a decision. And it was an odd sentence because it was like this. It was like faith is a decision, but not only was it the sentence, it was like, you know, when the Lord gives you something, he gives you the whole thought that goes with it. Well, it was like faith was a mission. And it was like it was the path. And you had a starting point and an end point. And in order to accomplish the mission, that whatever it took along the way, we used our faith to get to that end mission. In other words, if you needed a parachute to get you over something, then you used your faith to get the parachute to get over that thing. Or if you needed dynamite to get through that thing, then you used the dynamite. Or if you needed a shovel, then you used a shovel. Whatever, like going through a tunnel, or if you got off the road and you needed something to get you back on the road, like a, a wrecker, or whatever it, it took to get you back on that path to complete your mission. And, and that's kind of the way the whole thing was. But then instantly you just knew immediately that all these things were the same things that we needed in our lives. Like Brother Kenneth was just saying the very thing about an airplane. An airplane would be the same thing as the wrecker that you would need to get you out of the ditch to complete your mission. Or your car would be the very same thing that you needed to get you to complete your mission for that day. Or the tape would be the very thing that you needed to get you to complete your mission. All these things are just the things that you need in your faith to complete your mission to get your job done. Whether it's your church, or whether it's your clothes, or whether it's your shoes, or whether it's your, your books, or whatever it is. Your faith is your decision. Faith is a decision. And all these other things are just things that you need to complete that mission. Am I making any sense with no. it? All these other things are just things that you need to complete that mission. You just set your faith on completing that mission. Completing the end result. And all these other things are just things that have to come in order to complete that mission. They're just things. Yeah. Just things. To complete that end mission. God has given each person in here a mission to do. Not one of us have the same mission. But 
your faith is a decision to complete that mission. To complete the mission. Mm -hmm. And all through your life, that's what your faith is for. Yeah. Your faith isn't just to get out of bed that morning. Your faith is to complete that mission. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes. Your faith isn't just to be healed. Your faith is to complete that mission. Mm -hmm. Your faith isn't just to have a good marriage. Your faith is to complete that mission. Does that make sense? Your faith isn't just so that you can have money to pay your house payment. Your faith is to complete that mission. Mm -hmm. To get to the end result. Your faith is a decision to complete the mission. Yeah. It's the end result. Hallelujah. Of your life. It's the end result of your whole existence. Faith is a decision to complete. Hallelujah. Yes. That's good. Hallelujah. 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 See if this sounds familiar. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. All the verses before it is talking about faith. The verse following it is talking about faith. What kind of race is it? It's a faith race. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It simplifies everything. You don't get hung up on the buildings or the money or the equipment. It's just whatever it takes to get to, to complete the mission. Is that right? And it doesn't matter how big it is or what it is. I, uh, one time I was talking to the Lord about some things and I was a little concerned. I thought, well, maybe I, maybe we spent too much on that or, or I was trying to look at this and, and, uh, just in a flash, I realized before he said anything, he's not as concerned about money as we are. Wonder why. <laughs> what would a million dollars be to God? He creates planets. Is that right? And this is what he said to me. He said, Keith, he said, son, I don't care how much it costs. Just get the job done. Do you believe that or not? What would he care? And if you spend $100 more than you had to on it, is he upset? If your heart was right? Anybody know what we're talking about? I, I, and I felt like she ought to share that because, there, man, it's a great truth there. Faith is not complicated. It's just you have set your face like flint and nothing's going to stop you. And you don't care what you have to come through, what you have to come over. Hallelujah. You will get through it by faith. You will receive it by faith. You will get there. Hallelujah. We will run our race. We will finish our course. Hallelujah. And get the job done. Somebody say so be it. Glory to God. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 4. 13. Father we agree together is touching this. Asking for utterance. Asking for the anointing. Hallelujah. Asking for your presence manifested. And the gifts of the Spirit in operation and manifestation. And the holy angels of God moving and working. 
We ask for it. We believe we receive it. And what you show us, we'll treasure it. And we'll receive it. And by your grace, we'll do it. And we thank you for the results ahead of time in Jesus' name. He said, we, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's how we receive. The just live by faith. The just walk by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you glad that you got the faith of God residing in your heart? Hallelujah. That you are a faith child of a faith God and you're born of him. First John 5, 1 said, and that makes you an overcomer. And the way you do it is by faith. Now James talks about faith without works is dead. It's inoperative. It is non-producing. And that's what you see in this verse. We believe and as a result of our living faith there is action. And one of the biggest actions faith has is the spoken word. Hallelujah. Uh, Do not minimize the action of speaking. How did you get born again? You didn't believe it real strong and jump off the house. You didn't believe it real strong and swim across the lake. What act released your faith that allowed the Holy Spirit to recreate you inside? You released your faith with your words. And whether you spoke in English or French or Italian or Spanish or any of the thousands of languages that exist in the earth, the result is the same. Because it's not about the letters that spell the word. It's about the content in the word and faith released with the words of your mouth. Hallelujah. You believed it in your heart and you made a sound. I said you made a sound. And it was a faith sound. And the faith sound, no matter what language it is, how many understand faith is the same in every language? Love is the same in every language. Is that right? Amen. When you released that faith sound, there was a manifestation of power. And it happened the same time you released your faith with the sound. Didn't it? When you believed and you confessed Jesus as Lord, that's when it happened. Everybody okay? Hebrews 11. We got somewhere to go. If we can stay on it, we'll get there. Man, there's some some good things. I was shouting in my office today. (laughs) 
When, when you hear some of the things that come out and, and you go, wow, like I did, just remember, I did not figure this out. I did not figure this out. The Lord gave it to me. Or gave it through me. Hallelujah. Are y'all with me? I did not figure it out. One thing today, he had to get me to look at twice because I missed it the first time. And he's look at that again. And I said, oh, oh, that's right there. There it is. Glory to God. Mm. Yeah. I'm so excited. I've already tasted this. I already, you know how cooks do while they're cooking. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're eating while they're cooking. <laughs> Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen, put your hand on your body, put your hand on the chair. You see something? There was a time this did not exist. None of it. All of this is created out of material that's not visible to the physical eye. And the way it came into being was by a spoken word. God made a sound. When you speak a word, isn't that a sound? I'm speaking right now. Aren't you hearing sounds? The worlds were framed. The Amplified says they were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the Word of God. Psalms 33, 6 says it happened like this. You don't have to turn there. They'll put it up. 33, 6. By the Word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all their host by the breath of His mouth. Somebody say breath of his mouth. The Bible said in verse uh, 9, for he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Hallelujah. I hope I wouldn't be surprised if you and I are able to see past this life and with the Father that we say, Father, show us what happened. Let us see and hear it when you created everything. (laughs) Would you like to see that? There's just darkness. And then there's a sound. What language was it? I don't know. (laughs) But I know what was in the sound. The sound was faith. Hallelujah which is creative power and he had it in himself and he released it through the sound and things that you can see and feel came into being out of things you cannot see and feel. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Now we've been talking all week about the spirit of faith. Faith's not just a bunch of mental information. 
Faith is not just something you mentally acknowledge or assent to. What faith are you? What tenets of faith do you ascribe to? No, real faith is a spirit. And it's not something you just understand. It's something you either have or you don't. Something you either are or you're not. It affects the look in your eye, the tone of your voice, the way you handle yourself, the way you walk and everything. And what we said, Brother Hagin had said many times, the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. And you see somebody that's got faith, you'll see somebody that sounds like victory. You can hear it in the tone of their voice. When they tell you about what's going on, you will not hear about hopelessness, nor despair, nor defeat. You will hear victory. You'll see it in their eyes. You'll hear it in their voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And where it shines the brightest is when it's the darkest. When nothing looks like what you're believing and yet in the midst of seeming to go backwards and lose ground and bad reports and everything, faith still has a gleam in its eye. Is that right? Just like Paul in the belly of that stinking old ship rocking in that typhoon. Is that right? And he said, wherefore, sirs, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Does that sound like victory to you? In the midst of an impossible looking. The Bible said all hope was gone. It had been taken away. That they were going to survive. But faith was there. In Paul, wasn't it? Faith was there. And it wasn't, it wasn't just a mental conclusion he had come to. It was the spirit of faith. Now both the Greek word and the Hebrew word translated spirit are also translated breath. Have you noticed that? Anybody studied that enough to see? The, the Hebrew word uh, ruach. It's translated spirit, it's translated breath, it's translated wind. The Greek word, pneuma, it's translated spirit, it's translated current of air, it's translated breath, it's translated breeze. Same word. Same word. And notice that when your spirit leaves, you quit breathing. <laughs> when you quit breathing, your spirit's not there. As long as your spirit's residing in your body, you have breath. Everybody take a breath. How can you do that? Some people think they're real smart about it. They go, oh, you know, there are regions of the brain that govern the, uh, you know... Unconscious functions of the heart and the lungs and this and and it's a vacuum you pull air in and the the little things and in, in, uh, in the lungs extract the oxygen and it flows through the bloodstream and okay great 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 but what causes what's behind that causing that to happen talk about but the Bible said you do not know how the baby grows in the womb. Some people might say, well, sure we do. I mean, we can follow every stage of it. Great. What's causing it to go from stage one to stage two? Oh, that's the mystery of life. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the life's in the blood. Hallelujah. As long as there's breath. Because when there's no longer breath, there's no longer life in the blood. The spirit and the life and the blood are connected. And if you got breath and you are spirit, you've been made a speaking spirit in the likeness and the image of the almighty God who spoke and created the worlds that we see and know. Hallelujah. It's how we get born again. And it's how we live. And it's how we walk. And he's training us to rule and reign with him in his eternal kingdom. How do kings reign? How do kings reign? If a king wants a ditch dug, he does not look for a shovel. Am I right? If you're a king and you want a ditch dug or a building built, you don't look for a hammer. What do you do? All you got to do is say, let the barn be built. Is that right? Let the ditch be dug. This is a glimpse of your future. Are you a king or not? Have you been made unto your God a king and a priest? He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of Lord. Who are the kings he's king of? You are. I know we might not fully look like it right now, but it's because you're looking at us in the early, early, early stage. <laughs> Come on, think about it. How many would say you feel like you've developed a lot in the last 10, 20, 30 years. I mean, as far as living by faith and thinking right and releasing faith, imagine if you continued to do that for another 10,000 years. And how about getting out of this realm and getting free from all the distractions and hindrances, then you're really going to take off in your development. Hallelujah. And you and I are going to be ruling and reigning with him. With our faith. And with our words fully submitted to his lordship. Doing his will. Accomplishing his purposes in his kingdom. In his name. With the faith he's given us. That began on this planet when we were born again. Our faith, the Bible said, is precious. Didn't the Bible say it's precious? It's precious. It is so precious. And, and of all God's creation, it is the highest level of ability to be able to choose your own words and put whatever you want to in them and release it. Most of the human beings on the planet think talking and speaking is primarily to tell everybody how I feel and what I want. 
merely expression of thoughts and feelings. But nope, it's not just that. We're created in the likeness and image of God, and God never just chats. God never just carries on and talks and says a bunch of stuff and go, oh, yeah, don't pay any attention to that. I didn't mean any of that. Why? Because when he says it, it happens. Is that right? When he decrees it, it comes to pass. Everything he says happens. He's training us for the same thing. We are to get to the place where everything we say happens. Hallelujah. It's not going to happen if you don't believe it. And we're back to faith. The Bible said in Job 33, 4, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. Breath and spirit are used in the same thoughts, same sentences. Breath and spirit. Breath and spirit. Somebody say, I'm a breathing, speaking spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to uh, John 3, please. John 3, 5, Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Keep going. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Sometimes people say, well, I, I, even my being born was an accident. They didn't plan on me. They didn't even want me. They didn't create your spirit, and they sure didn't recreate it in the likeness and image of Christ. Right? They might have thought it was an accident, but nobody was surprised when you showed up in heaven. The angels didn't look at you and go, what are we going to do with him? Where did he come from? The Lord knew those that would be his from before the foundation of the world. He knew who would love him and know him. And we're not just born of flesh. We are born of the spirit. And we are spirit. Keep going, keep going. Marvel not that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows. Who's he talking about now? The Spirit. And just like that, he's talking about the wind. The wind blows where it lists, and you you hear the sound thereof. Somebody say, you hear the sound. You hear, you hear the sound. What's he talking about? The Spirit. Does the Spirit have a sound? Does faith have a sound? Does the Holy Spirit have a sound? On the day of Pentecost, they're all together in one place and one accord. And suddenly there came a, there came a sound 
a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. And it wasn't because the window was open. For all we know, the whole place was closed up tight. Wouldn't matter. Because it wasn't the outside wind that was blowing. It was the Holy Spirit. And he made a sound. Big sound. Rushing. Mighty. Wind. Same word translated spirit. is translated breath. is translated wind. Same word. The wind blows where it lists. You hear the sound thereof. You can't tell where it came from and where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Being born of the Spirit is like being born of the wind. And the moving of the Spirit is like the blowing of the wind. You know what Jesus said? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus ministered this way. He ministered in power. Didn't the Bible say he cast out the spirits with his word? Didn't he? And he said, be cleansed. And they were. Be healed. And they were. Rise up and walk. And they did. And they did. And they did. And religious people have wanted to put Jesus' ministry in a category unattainable, unreachable to us. And it was never the plan of God. Didn't Jesus say, if you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. And greater works than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. How did he do them? How did he do them? He did it by hearing the Father And saying what the Father said in faith. Seeing what the Father showed him to do and doing it. He spoke to the wind and waves. Hallelujah. And they obeyed him. He cursed the fig tree. Is any of this for us? How many think we've risen to the fullness of what we're talking about tonight? Can we step up? Can we step up? Can we step up? We're talking about walking in the Spirit. Not in the flesh. Walking by faith. Not by sight. Because in the flesh you're limited. 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 You can't live any different from the unsaved world. In the flesh you're walking by sight. But if we'll rise up and walk like the master did. Walk in faith. Hallelujah. Walk in faith. Walk in the spirit. Amazing things. Become possible. Hallelujah. In John 11, you don't have to turn there. But in John 11, oh, the Lord's helping us tonight. He's helping us tonight. He may be helping us more than you know. Because I know how much he's helping me to get this. Because I look at this and I think, how in the world are we going to get all of this out the right way? And it just, he just takes me by the hand and says, oh, go here now. Now I'll go here. Now I'll go here. And you go, wow, this is working good. It ain't me. John eleven forty three. Lazarus is cold and dead. His body is in the tomb. Is that right? He told them to roll away the stone. They said, Lord, that's not a good idea. <laughs> He's been dead too long. And, you know, it's been 90 degree days around here. And, mm, 
He said, I did not tell you that if you would believe, you're going to see the glory of God. They believed enough to roll the stone away. And he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. There was a sound. I said there was a sound. The Greek word here when it says he cried with a loud voice, that word literally means tone. There was a tone. That's what the word means. Look it up for yourself. And a tone is not just a sound. A tone is a very definite, specific pitch. A tone is the key of C. Or the key of G or E flat or a specific pitch. Jesus is out there. And boy, there's some things going on in him. If you read this chapter, do you remember he, he stayed away for days and then the Lord directed him to come and, and then the girls were upset with him. They said, Lord, why, basically, why didn't you come when we called you? If you'd have been here, he wouldn't be dead and it's too late. And then he looked at them and Jesus broke into tears. Is that right? He starts crying and then he groans in the spirit. What's going on? What's going on? God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works within. It's not just about making sounds or making loud noises. It's about releasing something through the sounds, through the words releasing faith and he said I only say what I hear my father say I only do what I see him do and they're all standing out there looking at him and the stones rolled away and he just looks straight up and goes father I thank you that you hear me and I know you always hear me what's going on and then glory to God he gets it Hallelujah. He hears the Father say, Lazarus, come forth. And there's a tone in those words that can only come from the throne of God. There's a tone. Hallelujah. And when he spoke that out, Lazarus, come forth. Waves came from that sound and penetrated that body. Come on, are you listening? And called his spirit back into his body and those waves changed his cells because they were dying and decomposing and it recreated him on a cellular level. And he took a breath he ain't dead no more. And he's all wrapped up and he comes hopping out, <laughs> hopping out of that tomb. Don't you know there was some gasping went through the crowd. <gasps> he said, loose him and let him go. Martha put them greens on. 
We're going to have supper at your house. Didn't they go have supper? And here the man was dead not too long ago. He's sitting up there saying, pass the cornbread. Are we called to this kind of life? Could it be true? Is it true? Oh, my. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Atone. A specific sound. It's not just about saying something. It's not just about getting loud. Words are containers. And they can be loud until it hurts your ears. And yet there's no faith in them. There's no life in them. Let's talk a little bit about the science of sound. The Lord reminded me of this. Now you know I'm not a. A scientist, I'm not a, an acoustic authority, but I can read some. And we just know from living in the world that these things are true. Sound, what we call sound, is pressure waves through a medium. Right now, with you and I, the medium is the atmosphere, the air. If you move your hand a little bit, you can feel this. This is not nothing. What you and I live in is similar to what a fish lives in, in the water, in the ocean. They breathe through that. We breathe through this. This is not nothing. You can see through it, but how many understand there are, what, 14 pounds per square inch and the elements of gases in this? It's a gas. The reason you hear me is because from the inside of me, because I breathe, because I have breath, and the reason I have breath is because my spirit's here. My spirit is pushing that gives my ability to push the air past my vocal cords which vibrate. And out of my mouth is coming waves. And they're coming through this medium of the atmosphere. And those waves, they're very, very fast. In the atmosphere, they travel 730-something miles an hour at sea level in in standard temp. And it bounces off of your eardrum. This is happening right now. But sound, listen to this. Sound travels through all forms of matter. It'll go through a liquid just like it will a gas. It'll go through a solid just like it will the air. It goes through it. In fact, it speeds up through hard objects. Sound waves go through the atmosphere at 700-some miles an hour. Sound waves go through fresh water at 3,300 miles an hour. Sound waves go through steel at 1,300 miles an hour. Goes through it. The waves go through it. 
There are all kind of waves of sound above our range of hearing and below our range of hearing. How many know dogs hear things we don't hear? Whales, dolphins hear things we don't hear. Bats hear things we don't hear. It's not that it's not there. The waves are there. We're just not picking them up. We're not registering them. We're not getting it. Now get this. There's infrasonic, which is below our hearing range. There's ultrasonic, which is above our hearing range. At higher power levels, ultrasonics can change the chemical properties of substances. They can change and have significant effects and can inactivate harmful microorganisms. Ultrasound waves at certain frequencies and intensities can inactivate a harmful microorganism. Let me say that to you in our language. Curse it and it'll die. If, if, if there's something in the sound besides hot air. Sound can change matter. That's another way of saying God spoke and it was. What about the opera singer that hits the high note? What happens? Those sound waves are coming out of that, that, man, that, that, that singer, that woman, whoever. And it hits that glass and it starts vibrating so much until it breaks. This is not science fiction. This is not theory. They're using in the medical world. Ultrasound. Is that right? They can pinpoint on gallstones or kidney stones. Is that right? And release them and they'll pass through the skin, through the muscle and and begin to reverberate against that kidney stone and pulverize it. Somebody say a sound. Sound. A sound can change matter. A sound can change matter. Go with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the book of Joshua, the sixth chapter. Joshua 6. Can you make any sounds? Can you put faith in those sounds, you think? Could that change things? It has, and it will again. And the more we learn how to release faith in sounds, our effectiveness is going to begin to come up. Glory to God. And we're going to learn how to not just yak about a problem. If something is wrong, something needs to be done about it. Is that right? And the very moment we hear it, if we have any authority about it, we do not just need to start saying a bunch of stuff. We need to start checking our heart. What do I need to say against this? And begin to, to, to perk up your ear to the Spirit of God. Come on here with me and check 
and let him begin to build this in you until you get to the place. It may not be in 30 minutes. It may not be in 30 days. But learn to get to the place where you have the faith and you know what to say and you say it and you release the sound. Waves will come out and flow through. They'll flow through bodies. They'll flow through steel. Glory to God. And change matter. This is scientifically proven. How God created the universe. Somebody say glory to God. You find Joshua 6? I'm going to read Hebrews 11 to you then. (laughs) Now stay right where you are. Stay right where you are. Hebrews 11.30 said, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. After they were compassed about seven days. Didn't happen on the first day. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Happened the seventh day. Anybody believe this actually happened? Think about what you're saying. These were giant walls. Designed to keep armies out. That you could fire missiles at it of the day, you know, burning Balls of fire and and giant spears and tree trunks and whatever. And withstand any kind of pounding. Couldn't get through it. Are you telling me this whole giant wall around a big city just fell down? (laughs) Huh? Just fell down. Do you believe it just fell down? Yes. I want to see how many believe the thing just fell down. The whole wall just fell down. How? How did that happen? Let's read the scripture. Joshua 6 verse 1. Now we already know how it happened. Hebrews 11.30 told us. What was the first two words? How did the wall come down? It came down by faith. Let's see how it happened. Joshua 6.1, Jericho was straightly shut up. I mean, it was locked down tight. Because of the children of Israel, nobody went out, nobody came in. Keep going. The Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given into your hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Friend, we do not need to rush past this. How does faith come? You can't have faith in God until you hear something he told you. All faith in him is based on something he told you. Did he tell them something? What did he say? I have given you Jericho. It's yours. When? When? I have given into your hand Jericho. Abraham in faith called those things which be not as though they were. 
Oh, friend, don't, let's, let's don't think we got this. This is where the enemy trips people up again and again and again. Get excited about, man, God's going to take these walls down. We're going to see soon and very soon it'll be given into our hand. Uh-uh. He just did it. Keep reading. You'll compass the city. All you men of war and go around about the city once. You shall do six days. And seven priests will bear before the ark seven trumpets. John, on the Isle of Patmos, writing the book of Revelation, he said a, a voice spoke to him that sounded like a trumpet when it spoke. How many understand uh, there's some trumpets going to sound? Have you read the back of the book? You, for, for one thing, seven trumpets are going to sound. Aren't they? And every time one of them sounds, something immediately takes place. The sound triggers the events. I said the sounds trigger the events. What's happening when these sounds come out of these trumpets? Waves immediately reverberate. Through the whole earth. And because they are a certain pitch and tone, it causes specific things to happen. Trumpet one through six, the percussion and waves of the sound set things in motion, changing spirit and flesh. Matter. A series of events are affected. When the fourth trumpet sounded, something catastrophic was done to the sun. The waves from the trumpet hit the sun and devastated a third part of it. One of these days, a trumpet's going to sound. And a voice is going to be released. It's going to have a sound. <laughs> what pitch is that sound about? It's the sound of resurrection. And the waves will reverberate through the whole earth. Hallelujah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Back to Joshua. Back to Joshua. What did he say? They're going to blow with the trumpets. Seven days you'll compass the city seven times and the priest shall blow with the trumpets. Keep reading. It'll come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. Somebody say a blast. A blast. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people will shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. He told them what was going to happen when they shouted. Which is why they could have wall falling faith. And shout a wall falling shout. Because that's what he told them. 
And the power is in his words to cause it to come to pass. But it was to come through their hearts of faith and their sounds of faith. Six. Joshua the son of Nun called the priest. He said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant. Let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram horns before the Ark of the Lord. He said to the people, pass on and compass the city and let him that is armed pass on before the Ark of the Lord. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets and the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priest that blew with the trumpets. And the re-reward came after the ark, the priest going on, blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people. Now get this, get this, get this. Phyllis talked about this a few days ago. He said, you shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth. Until the day I bid you to shout and then you shout. For six days they are to march around that thing with the trumpets going and nobody is to say a word. What was that brother Kenneth you said brother Roberts told you when you helped him? Don't lay hands on them until you're ready to release your faith. The same thing is true. Don't speak until you're ready to release your faith. We've made mistakes in this area. The Bible talks about idle words. Idle means unemployed. It's the same word used of people standing around in the marketplace all day, not working, not doing anything. Our words are not supposed to be vain. They're not supposed to be empty. Our words are supposed to accomplish something when we speak them. This is a brand new idea to most people on the planet. They thought the only reason it was for talking is to let somebody know how I feel or what I want. We're supposed to use our words to change and frame our world just like God did. Come on, are you listening? Are we made in the likeness and image of God? He framed the worlds with his words. I know people scoff and mock about this. Let them do it. Pay no attention to them. Do you want to rule and reign in life by Christ Jesus? Do you want to be able to do something about situations instead of just wring your hands and cry like everybody else? Everybody say, don't make a sound until I tell you. Keep going. Verse 11. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about it once. And they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. So they went around. Trumpets blowing, but not one other sound. Now think about all the people inside the city and on the wall watching that. What would they think? That's spooky. Whoa, what are they doing? They see all of them coming out. They think, oh, here it comes. They're going to attack us. But no, not a sound except... Uh, 
and everybody totally silent, front to back. Two things are going on here. Fear is building up in the enemy. And faith is building up in the people of God. Oh, can you see it? Can you see it? Ah! What are these guys doing? Put yourself in their place. You're walking along. You're hearing those horns. Mm, what are you doing? You already know what's going to happen. God's already told you. Is that right? What are you thinking? Just six more days. Is that right? Just five more days. And then what do you do when you go back to the camp? You sit there and think about it all night. Glory to God. God said those giant walls are just going to. Maybe they looked at each other. How do you think he's going to do that? I don't know, but it's awesome. And you could feel the presence of God throughout the whole camp. Hallelujah. And so every day it got stronger. After meditating on this all day and all night, how do you think those horns sounded the next day? Even stronger. And what about the enemy on the inside? Oh, I wish they would quit that. Oh, man. What is it? Oh, when is this going to end? What? Fear is coming up in the enemy. Faith is coming up in the people of God. Hallelujah. What's he getting ready to do? He's getting ready for them to release a sound. A sound that's not just about information. A sound that changes matter. Come on, keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. Came lodged in the camp. Verse 12. Joshua rose early in the morning. The priest took up the ark of the Lord. Seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets the whole time. This is a large city. It takes a long time to go all the way around the circumference of the whole city. And they heard not one word, not one cough, not one sneeze, not a sound, nothing except... And the armed men went before him, marching. They came behind, the priests going on, blowing with the trumpets, 14. Second day they compassed the city once and returned to the camp. What did they do? Day two in the camp all night. Oh, glory to God. Don't you feel the Spirit of God around here? Man, the walls are going to come down flat. They're talking about all through the camp. The walls are coming down flat. You ever heard such a thing? No, but the Almighty said it. Jehovah said it. Day three, same thing. Day four, same thing. Day five, same thing. What do you think the enemy's doing on the inside? (laughs) Oh, make it stop. Make it stop. Why don't they do anything? Why don't they say anything? What is going on? What is going on? The fear is just... Their hearts are melting. 
but in the people of God, in the camp of God, all night long, you wake up in the middle of the night and just feel the glory of God. You wake up in the daytime, you feel the presence. You look forward. You look forward to getting up and marching around that city again because you can just sense the power of God coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. What are they all getting ready to do? He's going to tell them when. Not now. Not a sound. Verse 15. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. On that day, they went around the city seven times. So when they went around and they finally got through, the people thought they were going to get a little relief. But no, they start a second lap. And then they finally get through. Oh, man, they got through. Here they go, round three. The atmosphere was electric. The fear on that side of the fence was off the chart. And the faith on this side has been building night and day for a full week. Come on, are you listening? It's been building. It's been building. And verse 16, verse 16, it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout! 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 For the Lord has given you the city! Oh, somebody say shout. Shout. What are they shouting about? What was in the tone of the shout? Now get this one. This is very important. They are not shouting trying to knock the wall down. They are not shouting at the wall. They are not shouting because they're mad at the wall. Why are they shouting? Because the Lord has already given us the city. Is that right? This is a victory shout. Faith shout is always a victory shout. A mad shout, a frustrated shout, an upset shout is not a faith shout. Yelling and screaming and trying to make it work. It's not a faith shout. Because why you believe it's not working? You, when are you going to believe it's working? When you see it. And when you feel it. Which is no faith at all. They're not shouting. Trying to bring a wall down. They're shouting. Because it's their city. They're having the celebration of it being their city right now before a shot is fired, before an arrow is fired. Come on, are you listening? They're on the outside of the wall. But as far as they're concerned, it's a done deal. It's ours. And so they're shouting, shouting. Somebody say shouting, 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 shouting. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you shout the victory before the wall falls, 
It's a faith shout. I said it's a faith shout. Anybody can shout after the wall falls down. Takes no faith to do that. Skip down to verse 20. So the people shouted. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout. Now when that, uh, uh, is when he said they made, the, they made that sound and they made that shout, that's what I said the Lord told me today. He said, look at that again, look at that again. And I looked at the word, you know what the word for sound here means? To mar, especially by breaking. That's what the word sound means. To mar, especially by breaking. Hallelujah. That's what the sound did. So we we need mind renewal. Most of the world's mind, words and sounds are just communication. But with God, sounds have always been accomplishing something. They do something. Hmm? They quicken something and bring it to life or they can pulverize it. We got doctors that can point an ultrasound and pulverize a kidney stone. Why should this just be a foreign concept to us? It's a sound. It's a sound. It came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a great shout, the wall fell down flat. So the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Young's literal says the people shout and they blow with the trumpets. And it comes to pass when the people hear the voice of the trumpet that the people shout a great shout. And that's that word that mars and destroys. And the wall falleth under it. Under what? The shout. When they lifted up their voice and they released their faith, it set off a vibration and waves that took that wall apart. Come on, are you listening? It fell under its own weight. It fell under the waves and power of the faith shout. God does things with his people. He does. Someone said, God did it. Sure he did. But he did it through his people. Like he always does. He does things with us and through us. They didn't give that word to themselves. Whose idea was it to shout? Whose idea? Whose idea? Because that's how he wanted to do this. And when he released, they released faith. It released power. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Phyllis was talking about faith as a, as a decision, and it's a commitment. And how many know when God told them to take the land, when they got there, there were walls standing between them and what God told them to take. And that first generation, you know that was one of the big reasons why they didn't even go in? Was because of what? They said the walls, the cities are walled up to heaven. They're so great, there's no way, no how. Now listen to this. One of the main reasons the first generation didn't go in was because of the walls. 
Because there was no way to get through them. There was no way to get over them. And all the while God had planned on dealing with the walls with one shout. They decided it couldn't be done. You couldn't get in because of it. But God already had it figured out. Didn't he? If you'd asked him, how are we going to get in there? You're going to shout. You're going to shout. It's going to take care of it. Then you'll just walk in. <laughs> Are there walls in your life? Are there walls that have been trying to stand between you and something God told you to do? Are there hindrances? Are there symptoms? Are there bills? Oh, friend, there's a sound that can come out of your heart. There's a sound that can come out of your mouth. Don't be quick to just start railing and ranting. The Lord told me years ago, he said, if you'll be more selective about your speaking, you'll be more effective. Don't just talk a bunch of stuff. Wait, check over. Didn't that say what we're talking about tonight? That it built in them for those six days. Didn't it? Well, he's been winding you up for four days. Is that right? He's been winding you up in here for four days. It's been a building in you, a building in you. Building in you, building in you, building in you. I said it's been a building in you. That same spirit of faith, same spirit of faith that was in Joshua and in these men. It's mentioned in Hebrews 11. Somebody say, I got the same spirit of faith. I got, oh, you believe it. I see. I got the same spirit of faith in me. Stand up on your feet. We're going to do something. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Don't make a sound. Hallelujah. In the whole place. Don't make a sound until I ask you to, please. Dwayne, play something. That'd be similar to that ram's horn. Confusion. Confusion. 
stomachs. Be healed. Joints. Be made normal. Swelling. Subside. Hindrances to my money. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. Angels. You are loose. To bring abundance in. to do just a moment has already been provided has already been arranged just like he told them I've already given you the city the Lord has told us all things that pertain unto life and to godliness have already been given he's already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places we need to shout the victory We need to shout the victory that we're not struggling to get it done, that in Him it is done. Hallelujah. When I say shout, let's shout and don't let there be any depression. Don't let there be any need. Just let there be victory. Thanks be unto God who's given us everything already. softly things are crumbling (laughs) strongholds are crumbling glory to God there's another occasion in scriptures where the Bible says That they came together and that they lifted their voice in one accord. Hallelujah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The Bible said it came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound. 
to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord when, everybody say when, when they lifted their voices with the trumpets and the cymbals and instruments of music and they praised the Lord saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. When they did that, then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. And they could not stand to minister for the reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. Let's do that too. Hallelujah. Let's make a sound. A sound of love. A sound of faith. Right out of our heart. To our creator. Hallelujah. I worship you. Your 
Yudei wona somatelo. I have mine oj. You are a speaking spirit. I have made you so. Dana quis nun for Don't act like the ignorant and darkened world. And wise ni e kofu. And only react and despair and cry. You ogoe imieto hasi. You are created to change things. You are made to bring my light and my life into this dark place. Go alis maate fundaluch. Wait on me. Look to me. I will tell you what to say. Be quiet until I tell you to speak. Be quiet and wait until I show you. Mandare amissa elunta. You'll be impatient and want to rush, but wait on me. Daako, the empty words of flesh have no power. The response of frustration carries no weight. Dale akse kojnawales mande filis. But at the right time, my spirit will come up in you and I will give you the force. Hale of faith and balasa, the word of life, and you will speak it and things will change. Hakadoras in my name. Sing it again to him. I worship you.
everybody play. Let's sing it all again together. It's not just the noise we make. It's what we put in the words. Our love, our faith. Reach down inside. Fill up these words. You are God. You are God. And your mercy endureth forever. Oh, we're getting there. You. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.